Today on Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, we are interrupting our regularly scheduled broadcast to bring you a timely and very important message regarding recent developments surrounding the coronavirus. Here's Pastor Rick Warren with the final part of this message called, What to Do in a Crisis, Our Response to the Coronavirus. Number seven, I cannot lose my salvation once I have put my trust in Jesus Christ. For I know who I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. That's what the Bible says. These are things you need to focus on, the things that never change. God's love for me, God's grace for me, God's goodness for me. Remember this. Remember that no matter what I go through, God will go through it with me. Every stage, every phase, every crisis, no matter what I go through, God is gonna go through it with me. You will never really ever be alone. God is with you. Doesn't mean you feel it all the time, but God is with you. God is not a feeling. He's with you right now. God has never been closer to you than he is right now. He'll never be any further away than he is right now. And remember the great promise of Isaiah 43, verse two. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned up. It will not consume you. That's what you want to focus on. Maybe a little less listening to the internet and a little bit more listening to God in the days ahead. That will give you confidence. That will give you stability. That will replace your panic with prayer. It will replace your worry with worship. It will replace your anxiety with adoration. Let me give you another one. Number six, write this down. Remember, this is not the end of the story. <laughs> this is not the end of the story. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse eight and nine and verse 14 tells us this. We often suffer, but we're never completely crushed. And even when we don't know what to do, we never give up. In times of trouble, God is with us. And when we're knocked down, we get up again because we know, there's that phrase again, because we know God raised the Lord back to life. That's Easter. And just as he raised Jesus, he will also raise us back to life and will bring us into his presence together. I win in the end no matter what happens. I can't lose. Even if this coronavirus took my life, I'm going straight into the presence of God. This is not the end of the story. And one day, all of our pain and all of our sickness and all of our sorrow and all of our sadness and all of our stress and all of our grief is going to end. Revelation 21 verse four says it like this. Here's what you need to look forward to then God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. 
and there will be no more death and no more mourning and no more crying and no more pain for the old order of things will pass away. This is not the end of the story. Don't forget that. There's a whole lot more I could give you, but let me just give you one more. I want you to remember this in the days and in the weeks ahead, because we don't know what the future holds, but we do know who holds the future. Number seven, remember that God wants to use me to help others. God wants to use me to help others. God doesn't wanna just take you through this crisis. God doesn't wanna just protect you through this crisis. God wants to use you through this crisis. This is the difference between how believers and others handle pain. And believers, we see it as an open door. Every need in our world is an open door. Every pain, every hurt, habit, hang up is an open door to find that need and fill it, to, to find that hurt and heal it. We are being given the biggest open door you can imagine because people are scared. Historically, Christians have always moved into the pain when everybody else moved out. Thousands of years ago, the Black Plague, the bubonic plague, ran through the Roman Empire. And nobody knew the cause of it. They certainly didn't know about viruses. They didn't know about bacteria. They didn't know about infections. They didn't have any of the scientific tools we have today. And millions and millions and millions and millions of people were dying in the cities. It was called the Black Plague. And all of the people began to flee the cities, thinking that maybe the cities were causing the plague. What did the Christians do? They actually moved into the cities to take care of the sick. And that's how the Roman Empire was converted. They looked at them and they said, see how they love one another. And it was in that environment that we, the church, invented the hospital. The hospital wasn't invented by government. It was invented by the church because Jesus gave us a preaching, a teaching, and healing faith. He cares about the mind, the body, and the soul. And just as Christians moved into the worst bubonic black plague that was annihilating the Roman Empire with none of the advantages that we have today and none of the scientific knowledge that we have today. They risked their lives for the sake of the gospel. And God will call us not to be foolish, not to be rash, but to respond in love and to care for people and to care for the most vulnerable now, I said earlier, the most vulnerable in this crisis are actually people over 60 with preconditions uh, that make their immunities to be lowered. Uh, I'm announcing right now, today, two brand new ministries that we're gonna start this week. We will start many others, but we're gonna start this. One of them is what we're gonna call care kits. Now, the care kits are for people who need to stay at home. If you're in that high risk 
territory. We don't need you going out to the grocery store. We don't need you going out to, to meetings. We need you to just stay put, stay at home or you can't. He said, well, how am I going to get what I, do, what I need? We'll bring it to you. Those in our church, we're going to do two things. We're going to protect the vulnerable. We're going to care for the sick and we're going to mobilize the healthy. Because the healthy, there are thousands and thousands of us who can fill a box with what that person needs, take them like door deal dash drop, take them to their door and leave it at the door, ring the doorbell and leave. With no contact or low contact, we can provide care kits. We can help you stay healthy and we will do that, all right? The other will be care callers because if many of the people in our church and in our community are going to have to be isolated or self-quarantined, that gets pretty hard on your, on your uh, emotions to not be around people. And people who, for instance, are struggling with different kinds of mental illnesses, they need social contact in their life. Isolation is not good for them. And while we can't go visit everybody, I'm sure that the rest homes are gonna be closing down to protect them, that makes sense. We can't call. Years ago, I started a ministry and we haven't done it in years called Care Callers. And I said, I want us to have, just call through our church directory and see how everybody's doing. And if you'll help me uh, come to the front of the service and after that service, about 18 people volunteered, said, I like to talk on the phone and I'll be glad to call. And so I took our church directory, which that time had probably less than a thousand names. We divided it all up and these care callers would call through that list and say, Pastor Rick has asked me to call, just see how you're doing. Is there anything I can help you with? Is there anything you'd like to share with the church? Is there a prayer request? Can I pray for you? It's just fellowship on the phone. That's all it was. Those of you who are healthy, you don't have coronavirus, but you need to stay isolated uh, for your own protection, you could be a care caller. And while you're at home, you could have the ministry of helping call other people. Now, you can go to our Saddleback website, okay? You know that, saddleback.com. And if you go to the saddleback.com forward slash corona response, Corona response. There are two boxes on that page. It says, give help or need help. Everybody in our church is in one of those categories. You either need help or you can give help. I'm gonna ask you to go to the website and click on that box and get your information on whether you could give help or need help. This is gonna be the church ministering to itself. Now there's so much more that I, I need to share with you. Uh, and that's why we're gonna be meeting as a church in small groups for the foreseeable future. If you're not in a small group, if you're not in a small group, I want you to email me, okay? Email me, pastorrick at saddleback.com, okay? Pastorrick at saddleback.com. And I will get you in a group. You must be in a small group during this crisis because this is where our church is gonna meet. This is the way they met in the New Testament, in the temple courts and from house to house. But right now we can't meet in the temple courts, but we can meet 
from house to house. You know, it's interesting that the fastest growth of the Christian church occurred when they were meeting in homes. Maybe God wants to do that again. Maybe this is a time for revival. Our church, Saddleback Hong Kong, runs around 1,000 to 2,000 people on the weekends normally, but when they had to shut down their services, they went online, and for the last five weeks, they've been having 13 to 15,000 people online. That's five times the growth, all right? It's amazing, it's exponential growth. And so God could use this for good. He can bring good out of bad. If you will say, I need help or I can give help, go to the website and click on one of those boxes. Now let me wrap it up by ending with five things that I wanna promise to you. I've been your pastor for 40 years. We've been through a lot of different crises. This one does not threaten me. It does not scare me. It doesn't make me nervous. We will come through this just like we've come through everything else. God is still on his throne. But I wanna end with five things that I promise to do for you. And then I wanna give you a list of some things I need to hear from you, okay? So here's what I promise. Because we are a purpose-driven church and we have five purposes, then I wanna make a promise related to each of those purposes. Number one, I promise that you're not gonna be alone in this crisis. We're going to face this crisis, this coronavirus, together. We may not be able to meet in big groups, but we can certainly meet in 8,000 small groups. That's called fellowship. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 12, 27, together you are the body of Christ. And each one of you is a part of that body. We will communicate with you every day. I promise you that. We will communicate with you either by email or by text or by social media. We're not gonna let you get isolated. Now, if I don't have your contact information, then I, I need to get it from you. And I'll tell you about that in just a minute. So uh, you can help me get your contact information so we can stay in contact with you. But I promise that you're not gonna go through this alone. Number two, I promise that we will keep you spiritually healthy during this crisis, even though we can't meet on Sunday morning. That's called discipleship. And if you will commit to meet with your small group each week, you need to know that all of our pastors are praying 3 John chapter 1, verse 2 for you. It says this, dear friends, we're praying that all will be well with you and that your body will be as healthy as we know your soul is. That's what I'm praying, that your body will be as healthy as we know your soul is. Number three, I promise that we will serve you if you get sick. That's our ministry, that's our ministry. We have cared for the sick for 40 years. It's part of our DNA, it's the C of the peace plan. We've had practice caring for the sick for nearly 20 years in the peace plan. And even before that, with our care ministries. So I promise you that if you're in this church, 
We will serve you if you get sick. Don't worry about it. You don't need to worry, panic. Number four, because we're a purpose-driven church, I promise you that we will continue to offer worship experiences through our small groups. You don't have to worship with 5,000 people to worship. Jesus said, where two or more are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. And we will be offering you the same worship experiences with our worship teams and our worship leaders and our bands that you would normally get on Saturday or Sunday services at your campus. Whether you're in Buenos Aires or Manila or Berlin or Hong Kong or anywhere else. Number five, I promise that we will help you help others and share the good news with your neighbors like never before. That's our mission. This is an opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus in the world. John 13, 35 says, your love for each other, your love for each other will show the world that you are my disciples. Now that's what I promise to you as your pastor but I need a few things from you. Number one, I need your emergency contact information. Okay, I need you to send this to me. Your emergency contact information so we can stay in touch with you in any emergency. Now you give this information all the time to doctors and a lot of other people. And as your spiritual doctor, as your pastor, I need to know how to get in contact with you in an emergency. So here's what I want everybody listening to me to do. I want you to email me, pastorrick at saddleback.com. It's real simple, pastorrick at saddleback.com and email me your mobile phone and your email, whatever your emergency contact information is. Okay, will you do that? I can't help you if I can't contact you when I need to contact you. Number two. I need you to keep meeting with your small group. I want you to meet with your small group each weekend for worship together. I'm still gonna be teaching you. Uh, we're not shutting down worship, we're just shutting down where we worship. And for the foreseeable future, we're gonna have church in the home. And I want you to make a commitment with your small group to say, this is gonna be our church home for the foreseeable future while we are um, dealing with this crisis. I wanna end this particularly introductory message for where we're going by praying for you. We don't know all that's gonna go ahead, but we're not frightened by it because we know the end of the story. We've read the last chapter of the book. We know that God is in control. We know that God is not surprised by this, that God is bigger than this, and Romans 8, 28 is still true. All things work together for the good of those who love God, who are the called according to his purpose. Not everything's working together for everybody for good, but it is working together for good if you give God the pieces. So let's do that right now. Let's bow our heads. Father, I pray for every person listening to this audio, wherever they may be, and I ask that you give them a spirit of calmness. Give them the peace 
that passes understanding, the peace that is so unusual that there's, it, there's no reason for us to be at peace because there are a lot of, there's a lot of fearful things in the world. But may we be a witness of peace and calmness and tranquility and joy and confidence and faith and love to the world around us. We know that the darker the night gets, the brighter the stars shine. May our lives shine in the darkness. May we outshine the darkness. May we serve those who are in pain. May you use even this bad thing that's happened for your glory and your growth of your kingdom. Father, we pray right now for those who are already affected. Those who already know it, we pray for healing in their lives. You are the great healer. We pray for mild symptoms and quick recovery. For those, Lord, who have it but don't know they've got it, we pray that they will be discovered very quickly and that they will be able to get the treatments that they need. And we pray for healing in their lives too. We don't care how you heal people, Lord, whether it's miracle or medicine, just, just heal them. And Lord, we know that in a world that we have become more and more so self-centered and so self-focused that you have allowed a, a, a an experience that will force us to depend on each other, force us to love each other, force us to serve and help each other. May we care for the unfortunate. May we protect the vulnerable. May we serve those who need it most in Jesus' name. I pray that as a result of all this, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. With our heads still bowed, there may be somebody listening, you've never stepped across the line and given your life to Christ. You don't wanna go through this crisis without the assurance of salvation because you don't know what the future holds. And so pray today, say, Jesus Christ, I ask you to come into my life and save me. I wanna know you. I wanna learn to trust you. I know I can't save myself. Please help me. In your name, amen. Hi, everybody. This is Rick, and I hope you enjoyed today's broadcast. You know, if you just prayed that prayer for the very first time, or you just recommitted your life to Jesus again today, would you let me know about it? There's something real about sharing your commitment. So write me, Rick, at PastorRick.com and say, Rick, I prayed that prayer of commitment. I gave my life to Christ, and I'll send you some material that'll help you on your journey with Jesus, and I'll also pray for you. God bless you. Thanks for being with us today. We pray that Pastor Rick's message has given you some much-needed peace of mind, along with practical ways to deal with this very serious public health concern. For more information about this ministry, go to PastorRick.com. If you've got a smartphone or tablet, just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Please share this message with all your family and friends, and if possible, repost it to your social media accounts. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope.
This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support. One of the things that you ask us about the most here on Daily Hope are the Bible memorization cards. We get a lot of requests for them. So, Pastor Rick has added another deck of 52 scripture cards based on the Bible verses to go along with our current series. These graphically designed cards will encourage you to spend time learning the Word of God, something you hear Pastor Rick talking about all the time. We'll send you the How to Get Through What You're Going Through Bible Memorization Cards to say thanks for your financial support of this ministry. Get yours right now by going to PastorRick.com. That's PastorRick with two R's in the middle, dot com. Or by texting the word daily to 800-600-5004. That's the word daily to 800-600-5004. There's only two days left to get this great resource, so don't wait.